Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Monday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty, here for an AEW review. Joined by, well, uh, Jay has been quietly let go from the AEW podcast. He was backstage last week. He was um, trying to book the whole show around himself. He was just making outlandish demands. And so we just sort of, we thought we want to put all our money on the true champion. Uh, And so we've got Aaron is back. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Uh, yep, I'm back after um, losing my place literally a couple of weeks ago. I'm back though, it's fine. This, this isn't WWE, like once you lose your spot, the main you're, event. You're, not, you're not gone forever, it's fine. I was in the main event not that long ago, but I'm instantly back in it again. Yeah, Jay, Jay tried to politic his way in, but we, uh, some nepotism, but we, we cut that out. Well, I, as a leader of the podcast, went, nah, we're doing it my way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how are you, mate? How have you been? Uh, we haven't really. So you came down to the pool last weekend to watch the rumble, and you had a little sleep halfway through, which was oh, nice. Oh, I was dead. Yeah. Um, two cups of I, tea later, and then I guess I just didn't see you for like the rest of the weekend. I was having cups of tea and everything at <laughs> the brewery. Like on the Sunday, everyone was meant to go out, and like no one like made it up in the room to think. Yeah, none of them could be bothered. And me and Courtney were itching to go out. But no one said anything. Should have texted me, I'd have gone out. Like, we were going to go to the arcade before it started pushing down the rain. Yeah, the weather was pretty shy. We went out for a meal somewhere, I can't remember where. It was a very spoonies place just across the road. Was it Weatherspoons? No, it wasn't Spoons, it was called. Was it Yates's? That's the one. Oh my god. We had food at Yates. Yates's Wine Lodge? Jesus Christ. Yeah, we had to go back and forth. Well, I had to go back and forth to the counter because every time the missus ordered something, oh, we didn't hear that. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. I just so if, if you ever get in there on like a Friday or Saturday afternoon, it's amazing because it's right by the train station. So like literally the stag and hen dudes just pour straight. They don't even go to the hotel. They just come in with the suitcases and just yeah. get on the cocktail. They do like jugs of cocktails so they can yeah. get on it. Like it, it's it's fascinating. It is, it is basically a weather thing. Yeah. That, that's what I've noticed. <laughs> in all but name. Well, they, have, they have they have punk IPA on draft, um, which is alright. Yeah, you know we have to. I went there with some of service mates one time uh, in lockdown. Funnily enough, and we have to like we have to like socially distance in gators, which is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it did not did not happen basically. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> Right then, um, got the but, little the little preamble. We've, we've we've worked our way back into the groove. Should we uh, should we go into some dynamite? Enough of this Liverpool talk. <laughs> Enough of Liverpool talk. Well, speaking of... I've got no segue here. Speaking of bad segues, um, <laughs> the first match was supposed to be John Moxley versus Brian Kendrick. Well, but Twitter brought his history up and... Twitter, oh managed, Twitter managed to probably rightly get him cancelled in about five hours. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I think is some sort of record. 
How did one man get both released from WWE and AEW in the space of 24 hours? What it happened was, there? It was shockingly quick, the way they managed <laughs> to, to get him absolutely binned. Um, and fair play, I mean, if, if you know, he, if, if you're not aware, um, he was announced as being... So, Brian Kendrick got his... So, this is weird. So, first of all, Brian Kendrick got his release from uh, WWE because his name's not Mustafa Ali, so he's allowed. Yeah, yeah, he was only a coach, so they were like, ah... If you're not you're... Ali, you can just go, apparently. Um, La- Ali's, last... been, Ali's been chained to the fucking radiator. So... Kendrick, last time you were on TV, you got chucked in a flight of stairs, so we made you look bad. You can go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so he got released from WWE, he asked for his release, got it granted, and he was going to basically wrestle. He wasn't... I don't know if he was officially signed. I don't think... And I think this is another Rick Flair situation where Tony Khan is just setting fire to a bin full of contracts. Um, I'm just yeah. pretending they never existed. Like, no, nah, Branko never signed none. No, no, we never signed them. Um, so basically, he got he was announced as Moxley's uh, opponent, and it was meant to be, I think, like an exhibition match. And it would have been a. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say whether I would have enjoyed it or not because he turned out to be a horrible human being who said awful things about Sandy Hook, the Holocaust, and 9/11. Back in what 2013? Uh, yeah, but you know. So it's def- not. It's not even like it was early Twitter days. It was no, no. quite. <laughs> this was after his time in TNA. This was yeah. after, you know, this is when he was back in WB doing the Cruiserweight Classic and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not like it's very early Twitter days where there was no rules. It's no. still 2013. This isn't the so. Wild West. This is like, yeah. Um, it was all the no- all the usual nonsense. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. It doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't bear going into. But yeah, he said uh, he has apologized, but again, he only apologized when he got called out and got pulled off the show. So you know, is he sorry he did it or is he sorry everyone found out? It's yeah. Uh, um if you want a more in-depth about it, I'll probably make a joke about it on the NXT review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact, um the one thing I did love is Harland put when the news came out that he got thrown off AW, he put he reposted the gif of him throwing him down the stairs. Yeah. Which well, was well, quite good. Yeah, fair play, Harland. Well done. <laughs> Someone who Thank looks you. like an absolute chud. He is surprisingly <laughs> progressive. Um Oh, fair play. If it turns out that like Harlan's like the actual nice sort of stem- like politically normal person, and Brian Kendrick's the lunatic, then that's that's just a total reverse of the situation that I thought it was. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, uh, Kendrick's out. Forget about him. Fuck him off. He's gone. Uh, and who, who knew we'd be speaking about NXT so much <laughs> at the start? Well. This is like the benefit of AEW as a company and that they've got this like stacked roster. They just went, all right, we'll just put Win Uther in then. And because yeah. wasn't Uther one of Moxie's last matches before he left? Oh, I can quickly someone talk, someone mentioned that on the internet and it was like a nice sort of dichotomy. Um well that meant on, on the other hand, but not only did we get Win Eater right there, we also got Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Yep, yep. Uh, we did. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just um, going through. It's all right. Uh, uh, John Moxley defeated Wheeler Utah uh, Saturday Night Dynamite, 16th of October. So he had his title eliminator match against 10 after that. He defeated Ethan Page on Rampage. That was his that, first match. That was it. So 10 was his last yeah. match, which was the tournament Ten. first round, wasn't it? So his yeah. last his last non tournament match was Wheelie Uther, and now his first one of his first matches back is against Wheelie, Wheelie Uther, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And Wheelie Wheelie Uther's pretty damn good at wrestling, so it's always nice to see him get nice matches against big scary opponents. Yeah, and it wasn't just forty seven seconds long this time. No, no, um, it was. I mean, Moxley never really looked particularly in danger. No, 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 no. 
But like, it was always a case of Yuta was trying to just like sort of pick his spots and sort of hit him when he could, and Moxie was just out of none of it basically and just flattening him. Yeah, Moxie with an SDF as well, which is quite nice. A little uh, SDFU, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, loads of stuff. I mean, Moxie just, I mean, he starts the match by taking his head off with a mad clothesline. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's one it's, of those wacky line ones. It sort of just goes from there, doesn't it? Like it's it's just Moxie beating the piss out of him for the most part. I love a good wacky line. There is a nice moment on the outside where um, where Moxie's on the outside and Dan Howes in distraction, and then Yuta just dives over him with a crossbody. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Dan Housing cursed him. Let, 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 him. Let, let's get it right here. Come on. Uh, and then <laughs> that that, um, that really upset Renee. Apparently, she was tweeting at him on Twitter. <laughs> And then, oh. um, and then Dan House's wife uh, tweeted and said to Dan House, does that mean we're not allowed to go to the Moxies for dinner anymore? <laughs> I, I want to see... I don't want Dan House just stuck with Orange Cassidy. No, right, so um, I was literally just reading about this on the internet. Um, yes, because Tony can say that. A little himself. discussion. I think, because obviously he's still not clear because his leg's still a bit broken. Ah, so yeah, right. So I think this is just a way to keep him on TV. You know, get him, Character get him, work. put him with yeah. Orange. Get him like a cust. Get all the fans who don't know who he is accustomed to like because everyone loves Orange Cassidy, and yeah. so he can get that rub off Orange. I mean, Danhausen's like a guy who will get himself over. Like you don't, oh, need yeah, to, yeah. You, don't, you don't need to put him in a spot. He will make his own space, and he will, and he will get himself where he needs because he's just that type of guy. Uh, but while he can't wrestle, while he can't go, I think the best thing to do is put him with Orange. I mean, he had a mad feud with Orange on the Indies a few years back. And I would absolutely love to see them do that in AEW. The thing is, is there actual casual fans in AEW? I, I don't think there's a thing called a casual <laughs> fan in AEW. I mean, like, I think we're all marks. When he debuted, like six thousand people knew who he was and all popped for him. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I don't think they need to even put. Dan I think, I think anybody orange. anybody who watches AW either knows who Dan Housen is or knows enough people who knows who Dan Housen is that they're going to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, either I either think... you're the one person in your, in your wrestling circle of friends who doesn't know and all your mates pop for him and you're like, all right, well, this guy must be pretty all right then. Or you already know who he is because you've seen... Because, like, I mean, and that's credit to Dan Housen because he spent, like, the last six months. Like, he, he's really got mates with Ethan Page. He's done stuff with Punk. He's done stuff with MJF. He's done stuff with Moxley. You know, he's he's just managed to ingrain, ingrain himself so heavily into the product that you can't... If you follow any AW wrestlers on social media, you've seen him around somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I, I just don't want him stuck with Orange. I, I, I get it that he's injured. Fair enough. I mean, uh, I'd even pop for like a short-lived Orange and Danhausen tag team for a little bit, and then, and then if they can have a feud, like that would be a nice thing for me. Because I don't, I don't really know what his, what his first feud's going to be. I mean, the obvious one would be the Ass Boys. Oh yeah. That, so if you, if you do yeah. like him and Orange versus the Ass Boys for a bit, I'm fine with that. I, I wouldn't argue with it. I saw. Um, we'll talk about the Moxie match in a second. Obviously, I promise. It's just Dan has a minute right now. <laughs> I promise, honest. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, I saw a really. I've been watching a lot of his YouTube stuff lately because it's it's just really fun stuff to just stick on in the house while he's like milling around and it's not you know cerebral like the um the vlog where him and Ethan Page go around a lot of fast food restaurants with Jake something and just eat mad shit is really yeah. fun. Um, but then there's one where he's at like the Chicago Comic Con or something, and he's on like a scooter because he's got his broken leg, and he comes up to the Ass Boys and like gives them like the new shirt with like you know the shirt he made he made with Ass Boys on, yeah. And like they're like furious, and Billy Gunn's just fucking dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> <In the back. laughs> 
brilliant. It's like Billy Gunn loves that Danhausen. It's incredible. Uh, I love a bit of Billy Gunn. The one. Yeah, right. So, so Danhausen curses Moxley. Yuta dives off and hits him. Uh, then Yuta hits a really nice German for two counts. Um, and um, Mark, he hits a frog splash. So Yuta, this is probably Yuta's best bit of the match. He gets a, he gets a couple of nice two counts there. Um, and then like Moxley puts him in a bulldog choke, doesn't he? Or something like some sort of sleeper. Well, for the win. Yeah, towards the end, he puts him in a, he puts him in a submission. I can't remember, does Yuta get to the ropes or does Moxley just drop it because he wants to hurt him more? Like it's like I mean it wins with the paradigm. He wins with the paradigm shift because yeah. he because he lets him out of the before either he gets the ropes or he just lets him out of the of the sleeper. And then he just takes his head off with another Lariath, picks him up, paradigm shifts him, and that's it. I mean and it, we said I, th- I said it with Jay last week. Um, he's gotten back to doing the high angle paradigm shift, but to the point where it no longer looks like a suplex. Oh, is it working now? Ah, I, I think it's he, better. Um, I think it's it's definitely right. more of like a driver now, as opposed to he's. Thanks. I don't know if he's what? just a bit if he's just a bit stronger. Uh, I know Moxie said um, he was on an interview. He said like since he's been to rehab, he's lost him at like sixty pounds. Oh, you can tell. Like, you can see the but weight difference. He said he's trying to... Obviously, he's lost a lot of size. So he said he's basically just binge eating ice cream to try and put the weight back on. Heffing <laughs> <laughs> down ice cream. Just got uh, an image of Mox at the home like, with his kid. <laughs> just like a massive carton of ice cream. Just... He's, just, he's just got a carton in his hand with like an actual ice cream scoop in his other hand. <laughs> <laughs> just watching some CZW or something on the telly. Watching that time he got needles for his gums. Just go oh, like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so really fun match. Uh, user is, I mean, user is such a such a versatile guy. Like to be able to step in and short notice like that and do a mock a, a, a dino match to John Moxley. I mean, Moxley's obviously a, a professional and he's really used to work with. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a credit to both guys that they're able to pull off a really good match on, on relatively short notice here. Yeah, uh, there wasn't a there wasn't a whole lot as we. Said it's just no, it was just you know, them, it, was and... them, it was just a basic match, which is them yeah. doing moves, but it was it worked, it, it made Yuta look good, it made Moxie look good. Uh, right, then we'll talk a little bit about the post match then because, um, this is this was really cool. So Danielson comes out, obviously, Brian Danielson, he's been sort of watching Moxie from the shadows for a few weeks here, and um, he comes out and he basically he basically says that you know the fans want to see them fight and the big yes chant, but then he says he doesn't want him, he doesn't want that, he wants to actually team up. And he sort of teases it, and he basically says um, they should basically go and get guys like Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, and Wheeler and just form this like daddy pain stable, basically. Super great. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm all for that. If you, if you want to be like Hot Dad's Club, then, you know, that's, that's fine. Hot Dad's Club. <laughs> oh, I. I don't know. Surely they're not going to be a tag team. I know. I mean, I think it's going to be very similar to the Jericho thing where Moxie's going to like tease thinking about it, but then he's just going to batter him. Yeah, that's what I feel it has to be, to be honest. Moxley doesn't team up with nobody except apart from Eddie Kingston. Because he's his boy. Yeah, 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 apart from Eddie Kingston. I mean, when if this is just a way, I think, to sort of prolong, because I think this, this match will probably happen at Revolution. Yeah, yeah, they've got to. Pull it away. Yeah. They've got to tease it a little bit, like they might just c- come together. And I think, I mean, it's gonna absolutely fuck this match, isn't it? When it happens, was it four weeks? Four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. yeah. Four weeks. So it's, it's it's come around, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking, like at the start of the year, like, oh, fucking hell, revolution in miles away. Now <laughs> <laughs> here it is. Um, so yeah, it's it's really coming. Uh, I mean, this match is gonna do horrible things. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be like 
a microcosm of all of Danielson's matches in AW so far, which have all been absolute bangers. And it's going to also include John Moxley, who is an absolutely sadistic bastard. So yeah. nobody's chest is safe. All for it. Moxley versus Danielson. Let's go. Yep. Speaking of things we're all for, next up, then we got Brandy Rhodes out in the ring. Uh, are we all for it? <laughs> I was, I mean, could you not, could you not, yeah, uh, yeah, did, did, the, I, did the sarcasm not come across? No, not really. I, oh. <laughs> there, was, there was one thing I liked about this. So, so Brandy comes out and I don't want to be one of those guys who just goes, oh, Brandy's a bit shite, isn't she? But she is, though. Brandy's a bit, sh- you- Brandy's a bit <laughs> shite, isn't she? <laughs> you can't not say it. I'm sorry. Uh, I did like, though. So, um, Dan Lambert comes out with Men of the Year. And hope you like some Dan Lambert. We're getting some more later. Um, Dan Lambert comes out with Men- Remember when Dan Lambert was really good and we all liked him? I, I don't mind Dan Lambert still. I don't mind it. Yeah. I know he's here. It's interesting because he sort of he sort of pivots and like it's almost a face here. That's so what I'm, that's what I was thinking. I've right, so I've missed two weeks of AEW and I was so lost. Why is Dan Lambert getting cheers? Because he's going against he... Brandy and Brandy's getting that code. Is that literally it? Just because it's Brandy he's going well, against. He comes out, doesn't he? And he's like, right, I know I'm a bit sexist, I know I'm a bit old, I'm a bit old school, I'm a bit stuck in my ways, but at least I'm you know, at least I'm like authentic is what he's saying. At least I'm yeah. me. Um, and then I, I love the cutback where <laughs> the, 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 the bit I liked off Brandy was when she says to Ethan Page that they only hired him to get to Josh Alexander. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Imagine a wrestling company naming a boy that they've not signed. How good, how good is that? Um, um, right, so question now. Why is Brandy Rhodes heel? Because, wait, so remember when Cody was like sort of being a bit heel, wasn't he? He's still being a bit healy, is but he not? She was the one who came out with like, the flaming table, wasn't she? And she was like, yeah, put him through the flaming table. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. So I think she's always she's always been like, like the way she presents herself as a manager, she's like meant to be like the the sort of the, the, the devil on Cody's shoulder who makes him do the bad things. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll agree with you. But disagree with you. Just, I mean, I think, I think, I think that's what they're going for. I don't think it comes yeah. across very well. I think you have, I think you have to really reach for it to, to sort of because it's not very well established. No, like it's another one of these. Like Cody wants. I think they both want to be cool heels, but they don't have like they don't the have that. Well, no, they don't even that. They, they haven't. They haven't earned it. They haven't like they haven't to be a cool heel. You have to turn heel and then be cool. You can't just become a cool heel, can you? Unless it's like exceptional circumstances. No, yeah, you, you have to become a heel, and then the fans. Just you have to. Be, you have to be hated first, and then like yeah. you, you earn the respect. Whereas they just want to see me do it all at once, which I think is a little, it's a little bit of a reach, maybe. Uh, anyway, the, the sort of the sort of outcome of this is Paige Van Zandt comes out and they have a big fight. So Brandy's probably going to wrestle Paige Van Zandt. Probably at Revolution. It'll probably be one of the two women's matches on the card and it'll probably right. be shite. Um, can, can we talk about a tweet that I've seen and it was from an interview that Brandy Rhodes done. How she's never held a women's title but she doesn't want to just get it handed to her. She wants it given, her, given it, it handed. She wants, she wants to earn it. She wants to earn it, sorry, yeah. Aye, sad, sad Jade Cargill noises. Sad Jade Cargill noises. Sad Brit Bay. If Cody can't win the world title, <laughs> Brandy holding the women's title. Well, no, because the TBS title is the women's version of the TNT title, so her and Cody, can, that can be their belts. Oh, <laughs> they can rule the mid-card with their, with their oh. television titles. 
Oh, Brandy puts the tattoos in front, like the center plate. Is her TV title? <laughs> I just watch you. She just squashes like Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch oh, like every stop. week. <laughs> no, I refuse to believe it. Uh, so yeah, she's gonna fight Paige under that. Probably at the pay per view. It's probably gonna be pretty bad, I'd imagine, because Brandy's Brandy's not Ricky Steamboat, is she? And uh, Paige Van Dunn's never wrestled before, so Brandy's not even fucking Ricky Steamboat with an IE. He's not even fucking Tugboat, mate. Tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck's sake! Uh, uh, right, <laughs> moving on. Please, <laughs> <laughs> little. Um, Andrade, so have you missed the whole Andrade Hardy family office shenanigans? Yeah, they've linked together. They're a team now. Andrade bought like fifty-one yeah. percent of the Hardy family office. Fifty-one percent. Fifty-one percent. Yeah. Oh wow! Right. Oh okay. It's a controlling right. stake. That's the important part. Yep, that's the important part. Yes. Uh, basically, Matt Hardy said like, he wants the TNT title, so um, I say Cassidy's going to take him on. And then Mark Quinn's like, well, I can take him on. And Hardy's like, nah, fuck you, you got pinned last week, you don't get the title. Yeah. yeah. Which is fair enough, I suppose. Uh, and then, like, there's some more, like, nonsense with um, Hardy as Andrade, where he hasn't signed Darby Allen yet. So this is like Darby, uh, Andrade's still trying to buy Darby off Sting. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andrade's wanting a little white boy. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Andrade basically says, yeah, I need more money to buy him, basically. <laughs> so it's like, need more money? Darby fucking oh, Darby swimming last, in the Darby, Darby last week literally said to Andrade, money means nothing to me, you can't buy me. So Andrade's like, ah, more money. More money! Everybody's got a price. You should go and see Dan <laughs> Get some of that human money that Dan has got. Like, he's a big sack of money. Uh, next up then, um, so basically, yeah, so Isaiah Cassidy's going to fight uh, Sammy for the TNT title on Rampage is the sort of the t- the takeaway here. More on that later. Uh, yep, yeah, more on that. We'll get to that. Uh, next up then, we have the Kings of the Black Throne, not the Knights of the Black Throne, as they put up on the on the graphic. Wait, so they are kings? They are the Kings of the Black Throne, yeah. Right. Okay. But the they announced them as Kings of the Black Throne. Like Justin Roberts said Kings of the Black Throne, but the, the graphic they put on the screen said Knights of the Black Throne. There was an argument on Twitter about it too. Yeah, but if you watch PWG, it's Kings. It's fine. It's Kings. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't watch PWG. So, I mean, neither do I, mate, because I don't live in fucking California. <laughs> True. Yep. And that's the only way. That's apparently the only way to see it. Um, right. So, Malachi Black and Pack. Uh, sorry, Malachi Black and Brody King versus Penta and Pack. Uh, so, this is very obviously the, the start of this. I mean, I really hope this feud runs for quite a while. Give us a, a revolution. There's a lot of shit in this that I want to see. Give us a gimmick match, a revolution, please. An eye for an eye match. Eye for, eye for an eye. Aye, let's go. <laughs> um, I mean, if these want to go beat piss out of each other in a cage, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, or a ladder or... I mean, what I think they will do based on... So we'll talk very briefly about this match because it wasn't... It was a good TV match. Um, it, it was a good, like, opener to the feud. Um, again, nothing particularly... Spicy, it was just everyone doing everyone just gets the shit in, and it's really good because everyone yeah. in this is a really good wrestler. And when you put four guys who are really good in a tag match, they have a really good tag match. It's it's not rocket science, yeah. Uh, Brody yeah. King is just every time I see him move, I, I just refuse to believe that he's actually doing it. Yeah, I was right, so it was seeing him for the first time, like in AEW. I've seen him before in other matches, 
Because like you don't realize how much weight he's lost over the years as well, but he's still a big boy. He's still a big lad. He's and he's still, still a and big he's, he's still those, boy. Like, he's still those, like fucking topes and oh. all sorts of nonsense. I I'm pretty sure he does one and like crushes like pen on the outside. <laughs> it was it was some good shit this match. It was I I mean I'm a big Mark Black fan. I've very quickly become a big Brody King fan. Yeah. Not only is he um, is he a top wrestler, he's just a top lad. He tweeted at some guy, basically telling him that because some guy was saying like, you know, he didn't believe in like LGBTQ people, and, and he was like, he had like a load of Christian stuff in his bio. And Brody King was like, yeah, but God doesn't exist, and LGBTQ people do. So maybe change your opinions. Ugh. And it was like, oh yes, son, <laughs> <laughs> top, top lad, Brody King, love him. Wow. Um, There's also a video going around of him lip syncing to Bad Romance at a. Uh, for a gate for a gate jar, you know, it's like week, like minutes after doing the Ring of Honor show, he like drove straight there in his ringer just to do a karaoke. Yeah, just not even karaoke, like lip sync battle. Wow, okay, it's incredible. I'll put it on the Discord. I, I did put it on this. I'll put it on Discord again so you can see it. Yes, please. Um, it's yeah, it's incredible. It's it's amazing. Discord um, at Untitled Dress Pod. Yeah, if you want to see that amazing video, head over to the Discord Untitled Dress Pod Discord. It'll be on there. Um, so yeah. Really fun match, um, really hard hitting. Loads of penta, loads of penta, loads of pack stuff. It's almost like it's almost like these four guys are too good to be in a tag match because none of them gets the spotlight really because they're all but like that don't good. Say, don't say that, Tasty. This is not WWE where you're only a tag team if you're shy. <laughs> no, no. I mean, what I mean is not the way you said that. What I mean is like by not by not like having just one of the guys versus one of the guys, you don't get to see what all of it. You don't get to see all of them to their like to their fullest, which is fine because this is going to run and run for for a while. I think. Yeah, I feel. I, over time you're going to get more out of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this it, it ends with um, black spits a mist into Penta's eye, which is interesting because obviously, oh, and sorry, Pack wrestles the first like thirty seconds match blindfolded because he's a fucking lunatic. Why and then, not? And then he takes his blindfold off, and you can see he's from Newcastle. It's fine. He, he hit like four or five moves, like without his use of his eyes, which because he came he came down using Alexander Hunter as like a, a sort of guide yeah. to sort of see into the ring. That was, I mean, that was ridiculous. Um, and then he <laughs> he makes a big chink of taking his blindfold off, and you can see his eyes are fine. But like this is immediately sort of countered by the end of the match because Penta gets the black mist back to his face. Yeah. Uh, so now Penta's fucked. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what that does to Penta, because the whole point that Pac made is that he is incorruptible because he's just too much of a bastard to, to fall to anyone. Yeah. He's, he's already he's already a bastard. He can't be anything else. That is so, true, yeah. So it's fine. Uh, but what he does get is uh, a loss because Penta, Penta gets the Dante's Inferno, which is just fucking cool, isn't it? Yeah, I have. <laughs> That's a ridiculous move. If you've yeah. not seen it, what happens is Malachi picks them up in like a suplex, like a vertical suplex position. While he's got them like up, head facing down, he just throws them at Brody King, who just catches them and power slams them. <laughs> like, well but he, when I say he catches them, he catches them like the way we would catch like a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, like I it's like it's, abs- it. like it's absolutely no effort. He just snatches them out the air and then just slams them, and it's, oh, it's so nice. Uh, yeah, so there you go, uh, Kings of the Black Throne pick up the win. Honoring the House of Black as they're introduced, which is uh, I think very really cool. Things not knights. Nice. Say very quickly, people complain about everything. Someone moaned apparently towards Malachi that they didn't like their tag team entrance because it didn't use Malachi's song from his original entrance. I mean, I prefer this music to Malachi. So this this is actually um, a, this is a, this is a song by Brody King's band, which is called God's Hate. Yeah. Um, ah. 
I prefer that to Malachi's. I mean, I, I like Malachi's because it's got like it's slow and it's got that like brooding entrance. That intro, yeah. But this is just like they come out and it's like, yeah, it's fucking go time. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like it's 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 like it's pain time basically when the, when the sun comes can, on. Can you can you see Brody King slowly following Malachi Black to the ring? No, I, I really like like the entrance where like they come into the ring and like Malachi kneels down and lifts the mask up and like Brody King takes it off him and it's oh it's it's I, I love that they're just on the line of like spoopy shit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just it's just like enough to be like a little bit intimidating without being like oh this is like the fiend. Silliness. <laughs> this is like Alexa Bliss coming out of a fucking Jack in the Box and throwing up black goo. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> that was his last match as well. That's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, next up then, quick Adam Cole promo. He said he's still undefeated because last week's match didn't count because it was a lights out match. And he's going to basically batter Evil Uno on Friday and you're going to see a new Adam Cole. Was that a good match? Sorry? Was that a good match? A lights out match. Yeah. yeah, man, it was fucking awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Adam Cole slammed on his chest, his hand in the ring steps, and made it bleed. It was, oh, it was brutal. Damn. Okay. And then um, Orange, and then Adam Cole, you know, there's like stage like spotlights they have on the stage, the real heavy ones. Yeah. Swung one of them for his face. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, man, it was. It, I'd say go back and watch it if you. If, oh, I mean, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be highlights of it on, on AWG YouTube if you want to just sort of see that. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's definitely worth checking out. Um, Right next up then, Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. I, I enjoyed this. Um, I think this has done a real good job of making Nyla look threatening. Yeah. No, I enjoy it that way. I'm just uh, Ruby Soho. Ugh. I think the whole point of Ruby though is that she like she. I think they're going to sort of send her down that sort of rock bottom road where she's going to build her up again. Yeah, I mean, and this was this was so like this was so heartbreaking as well because like Lars Fredrickson was there in the crowd. From Ratchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. Ruby's really good friends with him. And like, Ruby gave him a big hug at the start of the match. And then she just got fucking bodied by Nyla. We should get bodied, but like, Nyla beat her. Yeah, it was a solid match. I'll gear her, do. But it's just. It's, it, I think what they've done really well over the past couple of months is they've really rehabilitated Nyla. Because like, around the time of the women's tournament last year, she, was, she wasn't really very threatening. She wasn't really believable, was she? No, no, no. No, she wasn't. Like, she was just, she was like this big monster who like everyone just beat. Every it was it was like the Lance Archer of the women's. Like, yeah, it's always the world champion, the new world champion's first opponent. Well, we'll talk it's, a bit about that in a bit. That, that's what <laughs> that's what Nyla Rose seems to be in the women's division. Yeah, as this big monster that whoever the world champion is when after they win it, the first defense is against Nyla Rose. That, that's what it looks like. But yeah, I mean the, the Ruby did get some stuff in. So Ruby actually had the match won. She hit no future, but Vicky Guerrero put Nyla's foot on the rope to break it. Is this the one? No, I'm thinking of someone else. I've been watching too much Botchamania this week. <laughs> uh, this is the one where Ruby went for no future off the rope and missed it, and like she sort of just uh, kicked. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think the whole point of that was she went to because like the way she did it to beat Nyla in the tournament, where she she pulled her off the top rope and then she fell, she kicked her. But this time Nyla just held onto the rope. Yeah. So when we went to pull her, she just didn't move. And like I think it wasn't. It did looked. I mean, it looked like Ruby boxed it, but I don't. I think that was what was meant to happen. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a learning curve for Nyla Rose. Yeah, she's like, Care? no, I'm not gonna. I'm not falling this time. I'm just gonna sit on the top rope and she's just gonna fall on her ass. So then Nyla hit her, Nyla hit a fucking cent on, which was lovely. I would have hurt. <laughs> yeah, and then a beast bomb uh, and picked up a win. So, yeah. yeah. Fun match. Uh, again, I, I'm interested to see 
Like, could they do a, a sort of tweener Nyla go up against Brit? If they really wanted to, yeah. Because as I say, it's like the Lance Archer. Mm. Like you could he's always in between, isn't he? Yeah. He's always swapping out. Because Nyla's so. Nyla's whole stick is just you're an you're a insignificant like Barbie doll, I'm gonna be break you off. And that works regardless of whether you're a face or a heel. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So yeah, uh, next up then we got the ass boys, Billy Ass. Billy Ass and Ass Boys, let's go. Uh, they 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 bump into Jungle Boy on the out in the arena backstage. They make a Jungle Book joke, which was quite funny. Uh, and then they basically just beat him up, take him through the, like the fire doors, and throw him through a pile of snow onto a car. And he's not wearing a top. Yeah. Like they throw him through a pile of snow onto like a, a tons of concrete, and that must have hurt like shit. Yeah. Fuck that. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they literally just toss him and he just lands like, oh, he just eats shit on the land and it was horrible. I mean, he doesn't fall down in, but it's just like being thrown, I'm like, oh no, I, I can't describe it. It just, it just felt, it looked, out of all the things I saw t- on this episode, that's what upset me the most in terms of <laughs> bad bumps. <laughs> You're falling over in the snow. Imagine that, but being thrown. Like, that would really suck. You uh, heard it here. Um, Tasty's fucking worst thing about this week was the bumps by Billy Ass and Ass Boys. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Luchasaurus and Christian make the save. They all just run off like Saturday morning cartoon villains. Hey, we're getting less and less Christian on our TV. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not complaining. All yeah, right, then, just before we get to... Well, actually, it's fair, it's a fair to get to the main event. Uh, next up, then, we have Tony Giovanni talking to Adam Page. Um, so this is following on from uh, last week when they sort of surprised him by announcing that his match against Lance Archer would be a Texas death match, which is happening next week. Um, and the page basically says, Yeah, I've been champion for 81 days. I've only had two matches. He doesn't care what the match is, he just wants to fight, basically. And he said, Basically, yeah, he wants to fight tonight. So, uh, out comes Lance Archer with Darren Lambert. And this feels like a bit overkill, doesn't it? Like Lance Archer, who is decent at talking, who is also accompanied by Jake Roberts, who is one of the best of all time at talking. And now we also have Dan Lambert because. He needs another mouthpiece. Yeah, why? Why is Dan Lambert with Lance Archer? Like Lance what? Archer, Lance Archer doesn't. What have I missed? Uh, so, do you not remember a couple of weeks? Were you watching this a couple of weeks back? Um, like Dan Lambert came out and he was running down Hangman, like saying he wasn't a real cowboy, and then like Lance Archer came out and it, everyone thought Lance Archer was going to batter Dan Lambert because that's what he did when he first appeared, didn't he? Yeah. But then it was like a swerve and he hit Hangman instead. So because of that, now Lambert, sure. Dan Lambert just hanging around now. Uh, so what does like, Jake do now? Just like Jake just so, there. so what happens now is Dan Lambert does like eighty percent of the talking, and yeah. Jake does like ten percent of the talking, and then Lance Archer does like ten percent of the talking, which is an absolute waste of both Lance Archer and Jake Roberts, who are both really yeah. good talking. <laughs> like Jake Roberts is arguably the best promo in the of all time in the business, and Lance Archer is surprisingly good on the mic. I think sure. it was, I think this was just like a. Because like you haven't seen Archer for a bit, and like everyone loves like Jake's just been off, he's been off with like medical problems, and like everyone's like and he looks real rough, and everyone's kind of like sympathetic towards Jake because he's a legend. So I think this was just like right, we need something to just get heat for Archer like quickly. Uh right, makes sense, yeah. And so it's like right, Dan Lambert, everyone hates him, so let's just put him in there, and he can just say horrible things for like yeah. thirty seconds, and we'll see if that works. Um. Hang, hangman's nameplate says doesn't know his flight for tomorrow is already cancelled and he actually referenced it he said my flight tomorrow is probably going to get cancelled yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, they've spelled cancelled with one L as well cancelled fair play um, just, just, no, just no it's wrong case day no <laughs> call not, it out I'm not, the spell, I'm not the spelling police mate it's wrong <laughs> 
um, just just a little quick one. Um, talk about the, the the bad weather they had on the east coast of the US. Um, also, we had uh, I went to a wrestling show last week, which was meant to have um, Alex Cologne on, and he had to cancel, which is unfortunate. Imagine I booked that ticket. Well, imagine. Good. Imagine I booked that ticket and he wasn't there. Hey, that would be so depressing. I mean, he, he did. So he's going back in March to do a belty belt with Clint Mojera. Um, but but it's fine because we've got GCW and TNT together in which, September. Which, which, which we're we're going to do. We're, we're going to. <laughs> Fair enough. We're, uh, we're going. Right. Next up, then, quick one. Um, Jericho is pissed because sometimes on Ortiz. Um, he thinks they're choosing Eddie Kingston over him. So next week they're going to have an in-ring, inner circle team meeting, which means we're going to get another couple of couple of minutes of Jay, um, Jay fucking Hager talking, and fucking Jake Hager is going to say words that aren't championships, and I'm going to be sad. Um, and Jericho is going to basically do a ten minute in-ring promo. Really, so actually, is that's the issue. I mean, if this, I mean, if, if this is like. Santana Rosie is fucking off the inner circle, then I'm fine with that. If that's if this is what if this is the price I have to pay, then I'll let's, pay it. Let Sammy fuck off as well. Well, yeah, I, I've got a feeling because like Jericho's Jericho's been talking and he did it on um, Rampage when he was on commentary. He was saying like he feels like closest to Sammy, like he's his best friend at the moment. And so if Sammy's like, nah, fuck you, make them out of it. Then that would be, I think that's the swerve we might see coming. Like that might and be like that. What if we get stuck with Jericho v Sammy? I mean, if that's again, if that's the price we have to pay. I'll pay it. But then that might mean Jericho wins the D&D no, title. No, no. Jericho's... Nah, still... uh, nah, that, that ain't happening. Uh, Don't worry about it. Um, right, then next up, again, we had um, a little recap of Jay Lethal Ricky Starks. They were going to fight on Rampage. Yep, so we did that. And then we time for the main event. MGF versus CM Punk. And ooh, we got some time to talk about this. Too much time. Well, what was your... What were your initial thoughts and feelings on the match? Sorry. I, I'm shocked it was happening on Dynamite, but it is in Chicago, so fair play. It makes sense. I mean, Punk comes out and like the roof comes off. Yeah, like fair play. We're in Chicago. I get it, right? Um obviously the ring attire is very CM Punk versus John Cena. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well done. Fair play, just Throwing that in there. Uh, MGF is in uh, New York Yankees inspired ring gear as well. Yeah, that CM Punk wore against yeah. John Cena. That that was the yeah. Uh, and something else happened. I can't remember. A lot of wrestling happened. A lot. Too much wrestling happened. This is too much wrestling for you. Should too have, much wrestling on should, a wrestling show. Do you think? Should they have done more more tables? <laughs> Flaming tables. <laughs> I want flaming table. I mean, this match. This match was just shy of forty minutes. I'm sorry, it's too much CM Punk time. Come on. I mean, I think I think they did a very good job of telling a story. It was it was absolutely a pay per view quality match in terms of what they gave us in the ring. In the middle of the card, I. As in, it's not a curtain call or the main event. <laughs> I mean, I think I think this I think this feud will main event the pay per view. This will main event one of the four pay per views this year. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad match. I'm just saying it's not. There was a lot of hype over it on Twitter. Oh my god! Nah, not having it. Not having it. 
too too much roly polies, too many. Oh my ankle hurts. I, I mean, I, th- I think they probably could have caught maybe about ten minutes out of like. But again, I, I, it's easy to say that. But then, like, the match worked because of the pacing and because of like the deliberate how deliberate it was and, and like how they built everything up. If, if you know what I mean. There's only so much CM Punk getting beaten up you can have in one match. No, there's only so much CM Punk getting beaten up you can have in one match. <laughs> Ah, sure. I uh, I like the finish, not because it ended. I genuinely like the finish. I thought it was still a dick move. Well done, fair play. Well, I like. Should we talk about both the finishes? Stuff. Yeah. Yes. Because there were two. So yes. this match originally ends with um, Punk hit goes through a Pepsi twist, and the ref uh, MGF uses the ref as a shield. The ref is Bryce Remberg. He uses the, him as a shield to sort of block it, and then he pulls out uh, basically like a it was like a piece of his ring tape, isn't it? Like his wrist tape. Yeah. Basically, like a, a it's like a piece of fabric, and he uses that to choke Punk out, and then just to like disguise it in like the crook of his arm. And Punk passes out. Like the ref literally, he drops to the floor. Bryce does the, the hands, like the one, the two, one, and three, 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 and he he drops on all three, and like the like. I mean, when when the when the hand goes down for the third time, it's like it was it was almost as the gasp in the in the in the audience was almost as much as when um, Taker lost. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, there's just like stunned silence in in Chicago. Like people in the people are fucking distraught. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, uh, MJF was actually a solid like. Person to go, oh, it's going to be CM Punk's first loss. Yeah, it's not like Undertaker, where it's like, oh my god, this always felt like a possibility. Like, yeah, if you look at it in terms of like long term booking, you think, right, well, surely given Punk that his first loss to MGF makes sense because MGF's the next guy that you want to push real hard. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so the ref like MGF's music starts playing. Uh, Bryce raises his arm in victory as he does. Like the, the tape falls out. Bryce picks it up and he's like all outraged and he, he restarts the match. And then as soon as he restarts the match, Punk gets a roll up and like you think, oh shit, you know, this is it now. Punk's gonna like do it. Like it's normally what happens when the heels cheat and they get yeah. called, they get to come up and start. They like like the Jericho thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's a it would have worked, but then it would have been a shitey sort of finish. It wouldn't really. have been a brave way to book the match. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, without wanting to be like a contrary dickhead, it would have been a very WWE way to book the match. It would have, it genuinely would have been, yeah. Um, and so, but then that wasn't even the end of the match. Like they went into the 15 minutes after this and they did all sorts of shit. Um, MJF put Punk in like a mad submission. Loads yeah. of MJF did a lot of work on the legs of Punk and sort of there was a lot of there was a lot of ankle locks. Yeah, that's next fucking. Well, and, and, it, and it all worked because then Punk got to a point where he was going for a GTS, but then as soon as he put, picked MJF up, his legs gave way and he couldn't do it. Too so, much ankle locks. So Tell you me. know that sort of worked for that. And then I mean, what did you have in twenty twenty two? Did you have CM Punk hits Poison Rana and Jeff? No. But <laughs> he had a Pepsi plunge. He did hit a Pepsi plunge. He had a Pepsi plunge, which I'm all for. But MGF right. rolled out the ring. I wonder why he wasn't allowed to use that move in a different company. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a WWE thing. That's the first time he's hit that move in 17 years. 
Yeah. It's like before yeah. you were born, mate. Just, come on now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't I'm the young stud in the podcast, but come on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so like the second, we want to talk about the second, so we get throws at the ring, we talk about the second finish, Wardlow comes down. And the way they, I think the way they shot this was incredible. And it really added to like the sort of the mystery of the finish and, and the way they, they sort of revealed it was great. So Wardlow comes down and he gets in Punk's face. He sort of stands over MGF's like body and Punk's like comes out to like confront him. And like it looks like they're gonna have a fight. And then all of a sudden Wardlow's like, yeah, fuck it, and just walks off. Like walks to the side and Punk's like, yes, perfect. So yeah. he rolls MGF back into the ring. The ref sort of dealing with Wardlow on the outside. And as MGF gets up, he smacks Punk in the face and he's got the ring, the diamond ring on. Yeah. How did he end up with that? And that's it. He gets he, he, that's that's the finish. He, he he picks up the three counts. And then as they show the replay, you see like as Wardlow is like fronting up to CM Punk, he's got his hand behind his back and yeah. he just he just lets MGF take the ring out of his hand. Which yeah. they did a really good job of not showing you on the on the initial shot. But but they got it on the replay as well. Yeah. It's perfect about it. Yeah. It was it was a really cool finish and I really yeah. enjoyed it. And it made perfect sense. And I think MGF winning is the right choice. Yes. I think it puts him squarely in the title picture. I think winning in a dick move way is a perfect MGF way to win it as well. Yeah. yeah. Because now if you want to put Hangman over huge, you have him kick out of a ring shot in the inevitable title match. Yeah. And that's how you get a that's how you get an enormous pop. Because they've they've protected that move now to the point where like remember back in um remember back in TNA when Bobby Roode was the heel champion? Uh-huh. And he used to beat everyone by hitting them with the belt and then pinning them. Yeah. And then when they got to Destination X, no when he got to Bound for Glory against Austin Aries, he hit Aries with the belt and then Aries got the shoulder up and it was like the hugest pop. Because no one had ever kicked out of this like this belt shot. I think they're gonna do something similar with, with that and Hangman. I think I still think by the end of the year we'll see MGF. Well, just with the ring. Yeah, I think yeah. Hangman's gonna kick out of the ring shot, and I think it's gonna be an enormous pop. I think you're gonna hear it around the world. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there we go. That is um, that's the end of that dynamite. Uh, again, I, I I can't. I know. I know it was probably. I, I joke. I joke. But it was. It was a lot. It was a lot of wrestling in that main event, <laughs> and it was it was heavy but going. For, for the thing is, we're joking because I usually complain about wrestling. <laughs> we can't. We can't not go oh there's a lot of wrestling you literally just heard me complain about too much but, wrestling but it and was, wrestling it was dense and it was it was a type of match that two real students of wrestling would book yeah and MGF and CM Punk are very knowledgeable about wrestling history and they're very good at doing callbacks and doing like little spots and like having little moments and I think they did a lot of that in that match and I think I think it's it was not a match I want to watch every week no but for the circumstances of, of you know when it came out, I think I, I think it was the perfect thing to do in that situation. Too long a match. <laughs> I, I stand by it. Right, we'll draw a line under it then. Uh, do you want to go yeah. some highs? Any highs and lows for the day? Before we move on. <laughs> my high, I... <sighs> my lows Ruby and Nyla. That was nice. Because you hate women's wrestling. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> uh, I hate confirmed sexist Aaron Suckler. I hate Ruby Soho. <laughs> I dislike her uh, as a wrestler. As a person, she's probably cool as fuck. 
Is it, that was worse than Brandy Rhodes promo. Oh, I forgot that was there. Um, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I loved Brandy Rhodes' promo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my high, I think, is going to be Moxley and Utah, just because I actually got to see Dan Housen. Uh, or, yeah, or I mean it was, it was as a solid match as well. It was bright and breezy. It sort of skipped along. It was yeah, nice and you know, that was very much like a like a Dan Brown novel, whereas the main event was like kind of a Lord of the Rings. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, but I, I love that shit. I'm a mad nerd, so I'm going to have the main event as my high because uh, give me give me mad forty minute technical show pieces with loads of selling. This is this is this is my twenty ten ring of honor, mate, and I'm here for it. Nah, um, not for me. No so give me, give me that. And for my down, I'm just going to have like two two times of Dan Lambeth. It's not two times the fun. <laughs> Dan Lambeth well, is like Dan Lambert is like mustard. Less is sometimes definitely more. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that analogy. Sure. Uh, so yeah, there we Less go. is more mustard, yes. Less is more mustard. Dan Lambeth is mustard. He's not mustard and like, you know, he's all mustard. I mean, I'm really good. He's not like that, that kind of mustard. He's mustard like, oh shit, there's too much mustard on this sandwich. My mouth hurts. Oh, <laughs> it is too tiny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right then, we'll crack straight into uh, to Rampage. Uh, from, a, from a 40-minute barn burner to two minutes 58. Let's to a, a three-minute demolition. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is Adam Cole versus Lee Bluno. No entrance for Uno. He just gets to stand in the ring and watch his doom, his impending doom roll towards him. <laughs> all about the boom, baby. It is Not all the about doom. the boom. It's all about the boom in under three minutes in this in this case. Um, so yeah, Adam Cole basically just so I mean it's not a squash as such I mean it's a short match but like Uno gets some stuff in doesn't he he hits that so, cool he hits that cool neck breaker where he throws Cole's foot into like Rick Knox and then jumps over him which yeah. is kind of good uh, so it all sort of turns Uno goes for a senton off the top Cole gets the knees up and then that's it Cole just like kicks Uno in the face a few times he has to like pick him up because he's dead and like hold him and then he hits the boom um, and that's it nice and easy nice and breezy that's generally it. Three minutes of just kicks. Yeah. And uh, basically after this, Cole gets on the mic, basically says, yeah, he lists off all the people he's beaten. Um, and then says, last week's loss didn't count. And uh, now it's new Adam Cole, ruthless Adam Cole. And now all he wants is some respect. Uh, and he said, no matter where he goes, he always ends up being the guy. He always ends up winning titles. No matter what company or what brand, yeah. he's always the guy. Uh, oh. And he said he's basically going to become AW champion. So there we go. This is the first time we've had Cole state that he wants to be AW champion. And yeah, this is interesting because I think he's almost certainly going to be uh, Rev- uh, Adam Page's revolution opponent. I don't think there's anyone there just now, anyway. No, well, he's, 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 he's ranked top, isn't he? He's number one ranked. Yeah. And like, I think, yeah, they're almost certainly going to be uh, setting him up for that. So that's exciting. Uh, quick little Jade Cargill. Um, backstage segment. She basically says she's green like money. She's twenty six and zero. Uh, and yeah, who's next? Basically, uh, she is Goldberg. Who's next? That that bet show. You know, get it. Bet show. Who's TBS next? Tasty. Get it. Yeah, we, get can it. Sh- we can say shit. No, it's fine. <laughs> but this is non TBS. So this is on TNT. So don't worry about it. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense, Cargo. Come on, play the game. Uh, next up then, Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy for the TNT title. Yeah, Sammy's got both belts for some reason. Um, yeah, like. Uh-huh. Uh, what makes Sammy different to Cody? 
oh yeah, more gems on my belt. Uh, no next suit on it. No, well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Rampage was there was no match that appealed to me whatsoever. I'm watching it, look, going through the card, going. Aye, sure, cool, right. It was a weird one because like nothing on this is like you're going to say nothing on this is like oh my god, I have to see that match. Usually, there's something stand out. But, but everything on this way, but everything that happened was kind of just fine. It plodded things along, basically. This show. I mean, we are don't forget we are in like peak pay per view build now, aren't we? Like, we're, we're four weeks off in the pay per view. We're, we're getting into sort of pay per view mode. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things happened in this match. Um, Matt Hardy got involved, hit Sammy with a side effect on the apron, sort of two-thirds of the way through the match, Andrade's music hit, and he came down to the ring to sort of check on, see how things were going. And then, yeah, basically at the end, Sammy won. Is, is Matt Hardy going to get kicked out? I think that's the way. Well, we'll talk, but, about, we'll talk about this <laughs> towards the end. You've got some questions that might play into this. Right, so. okay, right, okay. I've got a feeling I know what the I, I don't look at it. You think I look at our own Discord. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, the, uh, just the gaming section in the Boys Club stuff. Yeah, that's what you need. Gaming and Boys Club. Let's uh, go. One thing I will say, I really enjoyed how Cassidy sold the GTA. He sort of folded himself up. To the point yeah, where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. jackknifed themselves, so Sammy just have to like hook him basically to win, which is pretty cool. I thought these guys, these guys did a decent job. I thought the match. I mean, it wasn't a match I was dying to see, but it was it was pleasant enough to watch. Solid. It was flippy for me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of flippy flips. Wow. Um, after the match, it looks like Sammy's going to get the beat down from everyone, but Darby comes down, clears house, and then there's like a little bit of tension between the two, and Darby sort of like taps the titles and is like, "Yeah, maybe I want to have a little crack at them sometime." So why is Darby helping Sammy? Because he's a face and he has beef with Andrade, doesn't he? But, oh. He's a face and he's like, he's like I want Why does Sting not come out with him then? Just, he can't run that fast, mate. He's fucking old. Well, get him to go through for the rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> um, why is Darby on his own here? What's going on? Because Sting's, I don't know, Sting's contract's way too expensive to turn up on Rampage every week. Give me some Sting. I need that Sting. Yeah, I mean, Darby and Sammy had a really fun match the other year, didn't they? Yes. And yeah. I'd, I'd love to, I'd, I wouldn't mind another one of them. That'd, that'd do the trick for me. I, I literally said this to myself with no one in the room, it would be good to see them both, like, uh, again. If the TNT title scene starts to coalesce around Darby, Andrade, Sammy, and somebody else who I think might be coming soon. Cody. Um, <laughs> then that's, that's, a, that's a sort of situation I can really get behind. Yeah. yeah but we'll talk about that down in the questions. Uh, next up then, QT Marshall talking about Hook. Basically said he's sending one of his new trainees to face off against him next week. They actually name him later in the in the show, but I have no idea what his name is. Did, did you see Saint Hook's got a, a porky pig tattoo on his arm? Hook has. Hook's got a porky pig tattoo. Top, top lad. <laughs> All about I that. seen it. I was like, why has no one mentioned this before? <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, next up then, uh, we had a little backstage bit coming back. Uh, Chris Statlander was getting interviewed by Tony. And Layla just, I mean, these are two of the most brutal church shots I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. At the noise they made. So Layla just takes a running swing at Chris's back with the steel chair, like absolutely drops her. And then she like throws the chair. So she catches it in front of her face and just knees it right through her face. It doesn't even look like Statlander catches it. I mean, she does because she has to have it there. But it doesn't, it just looks like it's landed there. <laughs> just coincidentally <laughs> against her. Yeah. 
So yeah, they're, they're still we're still building up that. Um, again, Leila Hirsch versus Chris Statlander is a match we could get somewhere down the line. Is it definitely anything at somewhere down the line? Could even be a pay per view match, you know? That'd be nice. I don't, I don't think I will. I think it'll be if they do Pretty a special. Sure if you're lucky, if they do a special dynamite between now and Revolution, they could always throw it on there, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Or something else we could talk about in a bit, which we'll, we'll talk about again in the questions. Uh, next up, then Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, yeah, this was fun. Mercedes Martinez is alright, didn't you? She's always been all right, just that she never got used properly. Yeah. Uh, but th- I mean, Thunder Rosa doesn't do bad wrestling. She doesn't do bad matches. Mercedes Martinez is good. It, the match is good, funnily enough, surprisingly. Um, a lot of back and forth. It's super, like, real dense. A lot of, lot of moves going in. Yeah. That's what I was meant. Carry on with this match. I was having to do a Google about it. Well, I mean, there's not a great deal to talk about. Oh, there is, but towards the finish. So we'll get we'll get like down to the finish. Um, on the outside, um, Mercedes Martinez pulls a steel pipe out from under the ring and hits Rosa with it, and it's a DQ. Um, yeah. One of the first times I think Jack Chris Jericho is the first time ever on Rampage has been a DQ. Mm-hmm. I think he's right. Uh, on Rampage. On Rampage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't do I mean AW don't do a lot of DQ finishes surely to fuck someone to be fair how long has Rampage been going now six months oh six months yeah uh, uh, well, I, I can, I can, I'm willing to believe this is the I mean I can't remember on Rampage being a DQ finish um, you mean you go through every episode of Rampage to try and find one you would say that someone like you would say that I'm, I'm Mark like me uh, <laughs> How dare you? Oh, I, it's too much effort. I'll give give him give Chris Jericho. I know it hurts, but give Chris Jericho the benefit oh. of the doubt. Uh, next up, then we had uh, a little Serena D package, which is just her making wolf noises again. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I, I so don't get that. So build to something. If she doesn't, why, like... why does she have her name in brackets like D H I B? It came up her name Serena Deben in M brackets like D hyphen H I B. Like I, I didn't get it. I, I don't I don't understand. No, I'm confused. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean you watched it too, Taste. I know, but I didn't I didn't take I watched this twice and didn't take that in. Um right next up then we had a little bit of um, a, a really like in densely information dense promo. Um, Mercedes Martinez was backstage talking to, to Tony. She said she said she was going to take out Thunder Rosa any way possible. And then Britt Baker walked in with everyone, and she basically made it appear that she had instructed Mercedes to take out Thunder Rosa for her. Yep, aye. And um, and there's a lot went on here, very in a very short period of time. So first of all, Martinez said yeah she did take her out, but then Britt said oh yeah you need to take you need to finish the job you need to pin her and beat her. And then and I sort of dig. She said, "Otherwise, your time here in AW is going to last about as long as your time as your last job." <laughs> I mean, I mean, she was there for what two years or something. Yeah, she so just never got used. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was a lot of stuff here. So Jamie Hayter was sort of shocked by the fact that Britt had used Mercedes. So there's a lot of there's all instantly there's beef with them too. I mean, so that match is going to actually slap when it's Jamie Hayter versus. Mercedes you couldn't you couldn't get the job done, Hen. Aye, well, aye. That's not very nice, is it, Hen? And then they're gonna hear a tussle. Yeah, so there's there's a lot building here, which is really cool. Um, so I'm into all of that. Lovely story development is good shit. 
I'm here for it. It's all, it's all about the little things, ain't it? Tasty. Yep, it's all the little details. Like Jimmy Hayes, like outraged faces in the background, and the fact, <laughs> you, the fact he still doesn't do the DMT. Good, good. It's what we want. Yeah, baby, baby face, Jamie here. Give me it now. All right, next up, then uh, we start the main event. So Mark Henry talks for everyone. Uh, so good time. Without going into any specifics, it was good promo work. But I mean, Lethal's acceptable in his promos. Lethal's not... always been a serviceable promo, anyway. Yeah, he's he's fine. When I mean, you put him next to Ricky Starks, and like Ricky Starks blows him away, obviously, but. Yeah, Ricky Starks just—he's just—he's just just the right side of like cocaine energy when it yeah. comes to his promos. Yeah, that's, that's what you need. He's got like that. He's got that like enthusiasm that doesn't quite strain to like Matt Lee, just like shout cocaine shouty. <laughs> too much shouty. He's had too much of that fucking pure cocaine. Too much of that pure Colombian goodness. Yeah. Um, None of yeah. that can so shite. I mean, they, they talked about, didn't they? Like, Lethal made some good points, and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going out there by myself tonight. You know, you're probably going to have Hobbs. I'm going to have to deal with that. And I was like, yeah, fair play. Uh, and yeah, Hobbs is out. He just has a lovely little sit-down, doesn't he? Hobbs, for, for the most part. Yeah. Takes, takes a seat as well. Obviously, I love you. Chills it with a belt in his hand. Just chills it. All uh, right, so then we have, yeah, um, Ricky Starks, accompanied by Powerhouse Hobbs versus Jay Lethal for the FTW Championship. And yeah, again, super fun match. Um these guys, Jay Lethal, he's not really done anything in AEW, really, of note. No, like, as I was saying, I've met, oh, so he's still not done anything. This is his second match on TV. The first being the match with Sammy. That's, that's tough. That's, he's been, he's that's been a put, sore one. He's that. been putting in on Dark, to be fair. And he's been sort of getting, you know, he's been getting his lips in. Uh, I don't know how much of the, if this is if this has played into to his, like, his AEW career. But one of the women who accused me of sexual harassment yeah. is CM Punk's wife. Oh. Oh. And apparently CM Punk didn't know he was getting signed. Oh. I did not know this. Wow. Oh, I'm on I'm on Google territory now. <laughs> so oh. I don't know. I don't know if that's like maybe stalled his his push a little bit. But now obviously. With Leah Rush out the picture, they need someone else to, to be Dante's friend. Oh, there were a thing before. Yeah, yeah they, they were oh, together, and apparently she accused right. him of being like manipulative and stuff. Ah, right. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, Just... I mean, but obviously, yeah, they, they've sort of slotted him into the Dante story when the, against Team Taz because Leah Rush has exited the picture. Um, a match was fun, match was fine. Like, his match with Sammy was good. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a good worker, Lethal. Uh, for, I didn't watch a lot of his well, I didn't watch any of his time in Ring of Honor to be fair last time I saw him wrestle was back in, in TNA when he was doing Ric Flair impressions yeah um, but everyone who watched him in TN in TN, in Ring of Honor sorry and then watched him in AEW and said that his in-ring work is better in AEW than it has been in Ring of Honor like he sort of stepped it up but a lot of people were very critical of his um, of his Ring of Honor title reign said his, his in-ring work wasn't particularly great but I think he's been he's been perfectly serviceable as a, a sort of mid-card babyface so far in AEW but then, do you really want him to be a mid carder when he fucking debuted at a pay per view? Like, should he be? I mean, it's got, yeah, I think it's a case of it's a bit like a, it's more of like a mirror situation where like these guys have got to slot in, sort of find the level, like Andrade. They've got to slot in and sort of find the place and then sort of you know make it from there. Unless you're Adam Cole, then you go. Unless you're Adam Cole, off. unless you're a really good mate with the elite, then you just yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly how it works. Uh, but then this match was really fun. Um, Hobbs got involved a little bit, but didn't really overshadow the match. Um, 
I mean, Starks hit like a fucking sif out Lagerbone, which was awesome. Right, okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm still trying to go through this here. Um, and then, yeah, um, Dante Martin got involved towards the end because Hobbs, Hobbs got up on the apron, Lethal jumped through the ropes and Hobbs sort of threw him on the floor and then Dante Martin jumped on Hobbs. Uh, and then the finish, we'll talk about the finish real quick because the finish was super cool. It was probably the best part of the match. Yeah. Uh, lethal was going for the lethal injection, which is like a springboard cutter. And as he as he sort of sprung backwards, Ricky just sort of grabbed him out of the air and just spun him over into a Rochambeau, which was pretty sick. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was a solid couple of things happening. Uh, yeah, and then that was the end of the match. So... Yeah, again, not not not. It didn't grip any trees, but I thought it sort of uh, it did the did the trick again. This this dynamite was another one of them where it's uh, this rampage another one of them where like it wasn't it didn't you know knock down buildings, but it was perfectly serviceable one hour of wrestling. Everything everything moved the stories along. Everything sort of serviced everything properly. It was all booked fairly logically. You know, there's nothing to really complain about. Yeah. It's another one of them. We talk about it every now and then. We're like, every, you have these odd weeks in AW. Everything's just decent. Like nothing, yeah, really, yeah. nothing, nothing's really like blow you away, and then not, but nothing's like bad either. So it's yeah, just that, that's what I was thinking. Like it just moved everything a little bit along. To be honest, there was nothing major. And we, yeah, we always, we always get these sort of episodes in AW where they literally just say, right, this week we're not gonna, we're not gonna like go for like the home run. We're just gonna, like you say, we're just gonna push all the stories. A little bit. Ne- next week we're getting a debut. So well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little second. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, before. Uh, I, I was uh, apparently Trent Barretta was our first boyfriend. All right, fair um, point. Um, lost our virginity to him. This is all in AJ Lee's book, by the way. It's not just some random saying. All right, on. so this is this is this you is being a, this is you being a top perv. No, this is from AJ Lee herself. This is all things she said in her book. So don't have a go at me. It's not just me being dodgy. Fair point. Uh, um, right, then we'll move on to highs and lows for Rambage. Then, please, mate. Uh, highs and lows for Rampage. We will go for Sammy versus Isaiah. I like that match. It was fun. That was your high. That was my high. Flippy boys. Uh, I'm a low. Adam Cole and Uno because how dare they treat Evil Uno like that? Sad Uno Just because he's part, he's one of the elite boys, doesn't mean he can put himself over that big over Uno. Over that lovely, over that lovely dark order man. Yeah, disgusting behaviour. <laughs> right, uh, I'm going to probably take the main event for my high. I, I thought it was fun. I really, really like the finish, and I just love it when Ricky Starks wrestles. You know, I really enjoy that. And I don't think I've got a low, to be fair. Because, um, yeah. yeah, nothing really upset me. Everything was everything was decent or better, I thought. Uh, smashing. Right, before we sign off then, we're going to take a few questions off of the Discord. If you would like to join our Discord or ask us some questions, you can do so. Discord is Untitled Rest Pod, so get on that. Um, I just need to quickly Google something first. Oh, what, are you Google, what are you Googling? That's weird. It's, it's a service it? of... Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll bring it back later. So, Ren, so first of all, I'll go for one that was actually we missed last week because it was left late. Um, so, uh, Spook from the Discord, Andy, said, who is going to beat Punk? Well, we know that was MGS. Yep, yep. Uh, and then to, uh, a sort of counterpoint to that question is, who is going to beat Jade? Who's going to beat Jade? It's going to be Brand, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going this to be Red Velvet eventually because that's the full circle, isn't it? 
Granny's winning that belt. You know it. I know it. Stop lying to yourself, Tasty. Everyone listening, stop lying to yourselves. You know I, what's I've, happening. I've got a feeling it'll be either. I think I think it's most likely going to be Red Velvet, but it, I think it could also be Anna Joy, maybe. Saying the TBS title, whoever holds it doesn't need to hold it for long. No, it's just because obviously it's just the workhorse title, like the TNT title. So yeah. you, do, you do a lot more uh, defenses, but you lose a lot quicker. So what might be like a, a one year reign with the main belt where you've you defended six times could be a two month reign. If you're lucky, eh? yeah. I mean, there's no Cody coming around for his um for his gold here, is there? There's no, there's no Cody about to get to get the belt and then defend it eight times again to then <laughs> to then eventually give it away. But he wins it back again, so that's fine. Next up, next up, then we have uh, where are we? Faye on the Discord. Top keyboard aficionado Faye, who supplied Liz Yevo with the keyboard, which was Jay's keyboard that she used to hit that curve. Yeah. Did you yeah. see that on, on the Twitters? With, with UWP um, stickers on it. Did too. you see how many keys came off it? Yes, I did. It was, it was incredible. Uh, Faye has a, a serious question, actually. Um, do you feel like Hangman's win has lost a lot of its momentum? since he's won the belt, and has it somewhat taken a backseat to the Punk-MGF feud, or do you feel like they have to do it to make MGF feel like he could be a legitimate threat to Hangman further down the line? I, I have genuinely somewhat forgotten about Hangman. It's interesting, isn't it, because like... like see before... Well, I feel like this is a problem, not just with Hangman, with all face champions. Is that... Yeah. You I... can't... Like, if they're a heel, you just have them be a dick on TV, and like, it's really easy to do that. Yeah. Whereas, what do you do if you're a face? Like, you do the fighting champion thing where you have to defend it as much as you can, but you can't have a title match every week because then it loses its luster. Yeah. So, but you can't have Hangman just standing out there saying the same. You, you, you can cut one promo as a face champion, and that's like, oh, I'm a fighting champion. I want to fight. I want to defend the belt. You can't do that every week. No. The so, thing is, why not do non-title matches then? Because you just can't. Not like, every week, but. You need something. You need them in the ring at some point. Mm. It's a, it's it's an interesting. You can't just wait once every two months. It's it's a it's a tricky prospect because like when Kenny's the champion, it's easy. You just have to come out and be a dickhead like for ten minutes every week. Yeah. Don Carlos, so that's easy. You know, you can you can you can run down the the, the, the state he's in. Like when MGF takes the belt off Kenny off Hangman, it's going to be easy because you just have MGF come out and bury the the town there. Yeah. Whereas Hangman, you can't do that with a face. So. Uh, I think this is the problem, isn't it, in wrestling? And it's it's just it's 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 been a problem since the beginning of time with 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 face champions, the money's in the chase. Yeah. Like, what do you do when you catch the car? What do you do when you've got hold of the ball? Like, all the effort is getting them there. Like, all the effort with Hangman has been getting them there, and like they're stuck now with what to do with them. Yeah, which is why I don't think he's going to have a particularly long title reign. Baby faces shouldn't have long title reigns anyway. They should no. never have tight, long title reigns. So, and, I don't, and they can't turn him heel because he's so beloved and he's such a lovely guy. Thing is, he's not even really with the Dark Order that anymore. So you can't have a loving segment with the Dark Order. But like, you never, never see him with them anymore. He's not like a fish. He's never officially been with them. Has he? Like, but they're still buddies. Like, and that 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 would easily give you Hangman time. Like. 
them, him and the Dark Order. Problem is, the, the, the Dark Order aren't in anything. So if the Dark Order were feuding with someone, you just have like Hangman and the Dark Order tag team. But they, they did. Um, they actually wrestled in the Dark Match, didn't they? The other week, it was Hangman and the Dark Order versus someone else. Was, sure. it the Hardy, was it the Hardy family office? It was someone. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, actually, because remember they said like every belt's going to be defended on that weekend when they had Battle of the Belts. Yeah. They had, they had, they had, um, because they had Rampage and then they had Battle of the Belts and then they had a dark show, um, like a house show on the Sunday, I think it was. And then like, Hangman wrestled there on one of the, on one of the shows he wrestled in the dark match. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you now, it is, I've only got, Adam Page in the Dark Order, Alan Angels in 10 defeats her Pentacle in Hardy Family or- Order. Because I cast him at Hardy. There you go. That yeah. that was like a month ago, though. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was a battle of the belts. That was the weekend of Battle of the Belts. All right, okay. Uh, there you so, go. I think I think it was actually on Dark, wasn't it? It was on it was on Dark, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh right then next up, uh one from Jay for uh, deposed podcast host Jay Luft. Um, one but you, not forgotten. <laughs> so, do you think um, do you think the debut and the Forbidden Door tease are the same person, or two different surprises? And who do you think it'll be? Do I think the debut and what? So, when Tony when Tony announced this thing for Wednesday, he basically said there's going to be a debut, isn't there? He basically, yeah, I'll, get, I'll get his tweet up because it's it's very yeah, specific, it's, it's very it uses very specific language. Um, whoever, whoever debuts is going to be against Isaiah. It's against Isaiah Castillo. Yeah. It's a it's a well, it's a qualifier for the. For the um, face of the revolution ladder match. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I will just very quickly read you the tweet because again, it's it's very specific language he uses. Right. Uh, so his initial tweet said, "As referenced on AW Rampage, I have a surprise on AW Dynamite live on TBS. A top wrestler will walk through the forbidden door this Wednesday and debut in AW. More info to come." Thank you for everyone who joined us for Great Rampage tonight. See you Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. He then clarified. <clears throat> then he, he then followed that up by saying, the forbidden door can be open for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world, whether or not it's a company AW is on good terms with. Even if it's someone for a company that's open for business, they're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. He then said, um, the big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we referenced on Rampage, bracket a free agent debut, and the person walking through the forbidden door are one and the same. They're walking in the door, signing a contract, and then slamming the door shut on Wednesday. So it's one person. One person. The use of the phrase, the use of the phrase contract. The use of the phrase forbidden door is interesting because that originally implied New Japan. But I think the way it's been spun out now, I don't think it necessarily does anymore. If they're a free agent, it's not going to be New Japan. And he said if it says it literally says a free agent. So it's someone who is not on the contract with another company. Yes. So the two the two names, well, I didn't, even, I didn't even have the first one in my head until Courtney said it earlier on. And I says, my, my one was Keith Lee, was the go-to. Right. Uh, the other name, because she went, oh, how, why that? I've seen someone else said on Twitter the whole time. The other one being Jeff Hardy. Right, so. They're down. the two big ones, it seems to be. So if, you, if, you, if you're talking about the pool of who it could be. Yep. Just from, so Keith Lee could be. Yeah, Jeff Hardy could be. Uh, Shane Strickland could be. Swerve. Yeah, yeah, it's still not. Mm. Josh Alexander, I think his contract's about to be up, or he's just ten, just run off. Yeah, it's not far away. Actually, was it not December? Possibly. I'm sure uh, it might be Ju- December. Tasty. Juice Robinson's contract's just come up. 
Oh, okay. That's a shout out. He's in America, so. Right. So I think that's like the pool we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Keith Lee is right for this spot. What? To just kill Isaiah Casty and going on? No, I don't, I don't think throwing him into TNT title hell is what you do with Keith Lee. I think you put him straight to the main event. But he's not getting... He's just going in a ladder. All oh, right, so you say you want him there, but not to go for the TNT title. Yeah, you would rather just straight main eventer. Yeah, right. I, I, I makes sense. I, I, I think he's. I think he's more about you rock him up at the pay per view and have yeah. him like just take out, like have him pounce Adam Cole into oblivion again just for the lols. Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> right. Um, I think so. Based on so again, um, going back to. Do some Twitter detective work. Right. Uh, yesterday, Isaiah Cassidy tweeted, I was good, but Sam was better on Friday. Respect, G. But I, man, this better not be who I think it is. Dot, dot, dot. You're going to force me to put the studio for good 100%. By the way, I've called you four times, Matt Hardy. i got to get ready for this ladder match. That oh. is very, to me, that is very heavily telegraphing that it could be Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and CJ Hardy, right? He got his contract terminated, so there's no 90 day release clause. I don't know. So I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. Like I don't know because I've heard loads of things about WWE. Like whether it, like some people have said like the 90 day thing is optional, where you can like decline it, and it means you, can, you don't get paid. Um, like Hardy's the type of guy who would literally just sign a contract anyway, and not give a he's, fuck. He's got enough money though. Like yeah. he, yeah. Uh, let me try. Uh, Meltzer reports that Jeff Hardy will be subject to a 90 day compete clause. So, uh, I mean, he can in theory show up, but then he's in the ladder match, which would isn't his 90 days because his 90 days would be March. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. They're, they're, they're sort of heavily implying that it could be Jeff Hardy. Which I don't know how they'd make it happen. I mean, I know, like, they could, you could, contracts can be bought out, can't they? And like, because Tony did it with the Rosa, but obviously, you know, you're talking this the, one's a bit bigger. The, the difference between, yeah, like, you know, NWA and WWE is a little bit, you know, more significant. Um, right. So he, he can compete, as I said, three months. So March 9th is when he can first do a match. So that's out of the. But it depends what what's like. What is the condition if he breaks it? Like. Does he just not get the pay that he would have been given? Yeah, what would be in? I think I'll fire him again. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just if it, can't drug test them. If it's, if it's just a case, if it's just a case, of, if it's just a case of if you appear, we will take back your three months severance pay. Then surely Jeff Hardy, you can just be like, well, fuck that. I just want to wrestle because that's that's literally been all he said since like he's left WWE is fuck. I just want to wrestle. What? Right, I've put in what happens if you and the first one is. Swallow, no, it's swallow gum, not the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this got weird. Saved it, it's fine. What, <laughs> what happens if you um, argue a non com argue a WWE non compete clause? Surely something pops up. If WWE really, sure, we'll go for that. Uh, Hmm. It, it must, it's literally just whatever the contract implies. So, 
there'll be something under that contract. There'll be, that there'll says, be a clause. Right? If you break it, this happens. Or if you it break could, it, it could be a we could sue you for ten million pounds. It could be we could just take off all the money we paid you for severance. It genuinely could be or, something. Or anything in between. But I, uh, so I again, I, I think this is not big enough a spot for Keith Lee. So I think I don't think it'll be him. I think it's more likely to be a, a sort of a Shane Strickland, a Jeff Hardy. I mean, not that Jeff Hardy's not a big deal if they sign Jeff Hardy that huge, but uh, the, the thought of like Matt Hardy. Um, Matt Hardy turning on private party to hang out with Jeff is like the, what, the sort of natural way to, to sort of spin this now, isn't it? Literally kick Hardy out with his 49%. Yeah. That's it. Um, and then, and then, that, and then that sets up the Hardys versus private party, the Hardys versus the Butcher and the Blade. The match I really want to see, which is Jeff Hardy versus Andrade. Yeah, sure. Like, I want to see Jeff Hardy do his best again, not just job out to whoever yeah. i want to see jeff Hart, the jeff hardy again um just a quick contract talk um from a guy in america uh non-compete clauses this is obviously american contracts and stuff non-compete clauses are common in many industries particularly when there is freelance or contract work they are also extremely difficult to enforce and require legal expenditures on the part of party trying to enforce the non-compete clause wwe's got loads of money so it's yeah, and loads of lawyers Yep, in particular, in particular, damages are hard to recover. So there you go. He's so got loads of money. If, if, yeah, but if Jeff's just had legal advice with him, said, "No, nah, you can't really enforce this." He's like, "Sound, fuck it, let's go." Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Jeff Hardy's the type of mad bastard who would just be like, "Nah, fucking uncompete clothes, I'm going to turn up and do wrestling." Uh, in the case of WWE, they will threaten legal action when a wrestler is considering violating a non-complete clause. Uh, Typically, those threats are sufficient to get the wrestler to not break the clause. Perhaps more relevant, those threats will almost certainly get the promotion implying the wrestler to delay bringing them into the show until the clause has lapsed. So it's basically, there's nothing. Obviously, as a private thing, I think. I don't think anyone's allowed to say what their non-complete clause is. Good. It makes sense. I mean, but you, again, you don't know what's sort of going on behind the scenes. Has there been any contract contact between AWWE about you know, waving the clothes or anything like that. Yeah. Anyway, all, all this, all this build, all this means, all this is yours. Is that I'm absolutely going to be watching this live on Wednesday night to see you turns up. <laughs> so you've done it, Tony Khan. You're fucking sucking me in. Well done. I hope you're happy. Oh, is the AEW the company that are just like, oh, we're bringing this guy in this week, as opposed to just, oh, it's a good wrestling company. I think it's a bit of both. I think like they, they sort of and ever since like ever since the end of like when they returned to touring when they've sort of got out on the road, I think they've sort of gotten not reliant, but they've sort of gotten used to having these like sort of every now and then this like big these big debuts which they sort of pin their shows on. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I don't think I don't think that's necessarily a detriment to the show. I don't think it's obviously it's not sustainable. But again I saw I saw like I saw a, uh, there was a walk culture video on today about like AEW's roster and is it too big? But then, like, obviously, if Keith Lee's a free agent, you don't say, oh, no, we're not going to sign Keith Lee. We've got too many guys on. We've got like fucking, you know, Ryan Nemeth and me to play him on telly. Yeah. Like, that's not how you do business. You say, of course, we fucking sign Keith Lee because he's a megastar and we just kick a fucking jobber out when the country's first. Yeah. 
you know, you, you don't say, oh no, you know, we don't have an arbitrary number. Like Tony Khan even said, like, there's no number like he wants to have his roster. He just says, if someone's available and they're good and they're worth it, he'll spend the money. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, right, last question then from Faye again. Um, again, this is what I was trying to Google before. Uh, who do you think will be in the running for the Owen Hart Cup and when do you think they'll start it? Eh. So is this meant to finish? Is this meant to finish at um, double or nothing? Yes. In May. So it's meant to finish yeah, in May. Yeah, the finals at double or nothing, yeah. So do you think um, it'll start as, like, straight after Revolution? I'd assume so. Like one match a week. Like the... Um, no, this this kind of this has all gone to shit in the last couple of months because everyone on the internet had Kevin Owens nailed on for this, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and that's all gone away. So, uh, <laughs> do, you we'll, do you reckon we'll see? Do you reckon we'll see some debuts? Do you reckon it'll be a bit like the Cruiserweight Classic where they'll bring people in just for this? Who's a Canadian man? Who's a Canadian man? Who's a Canadian? <laughs> oh, nah. Right, it's Owen Hart, so it's got to be a babyface one, surely. So Cody's out there running. Jericho. Uh, it's a shout. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's not a good one, but it's a shout. Evil Uno, Stu Grayson. Um... Sure, it's, it's got to be a babyface Canadian, surely. Heathy Williams comes back. <laughs> Big Papa Pete. <laughs> Big, little Petey Pump. Um... Oh, eh. Cody's out there running. He's well, they're having, a men, they're having a men's and a women's, aren't they? Are they having a women's as well? Yeah. So you, I mean, have, you, so you, you're only going to watch the one of them. Obviously, you're going to watch the men's one. Uh, I genuinely, unless Kenny comes back and wins it, but yeah. I, I think I'll go for Kenny. Actually, that's a shout. You think she's going to be? You think she's going to be? Um, he's going to be back for that. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. We'll go. I'll go, Kenny. What about Julia Hart for the women? She's already got the name. It's no real Hart though. So, I mean, it's literally her surname. It's a real surname. Yeah, but she's not a Hart. A Hart. She's not from the Hart family. <laughs> she's though. not the Hart family. Is she? She's just a Hart. Yeah, isn't Mercedes Martinez like actually Canadian? Uh, maybe actually. That's it. Um, or maybe Anna J wins it, maybe? Even Anna she... Yeah. Anna J's a shout. No, um... Or did so, they so, go... So, 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 so from Connecticut, sorry. Or did they go established, like, Thunder well, I mean, Rosa this, or, this or I mean, this Ruby be, Soho? This could be her, the, like, version of the Young Lions Cup already, couldn't it? It um, could be, but I, it's the one Heart Cup, so I feel like they're going to have... Bigger. Oh, what about some? Oh, give me a little Willie Utah. Give me a little. Fuck it. He's, he's, he's already won bowler. Give me from Daniel Garcia. Uh, yeah, sure. He hangs around with Canadians. What, what's Kyle doing? He's Canadian. Kyle. Cool Kyle. K- uh, debatable on that. But... <laughs> no, he's going to be beating the books at that point. Uh, cool, cool Kyle is a shout, to be honest. Adam Cole. He'll be embroiled in main event stuff. I think he'll be too busy with. And then this, this could anyone come in for it? Could you? Could we? I mean, like I said, could we see like a? Could we see a new Japan didn't, bracket? Didn't, didn't Davy Boy Smith like sign a contract and then got released from it again? What Davy Boy Smith Junior? Yeah, 
uh, from WWE. Yes, he did. He, he turned yeah. up in WWE, did nothing, and then got got let go. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe him. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's, it's, it's again. I, I don't think that's a question we can answer in certainty until we we know a bit more about the format of the tournament. And yeah. Like the, it's all a bit nebulous at the moment. Uh, we don't even know when it's starting. Like I think I think it will definitely start to take shape. If not. Immediately after Revolution, I think immediately after Revolution, we will start to know more about it. I think that will be the next info dump. Wait, we'll get some more some more information. Maybe the first few participants will be announced yeah. uh, after the pay-per-view. I don't think they'll do anything on it now until after the show, until after Revolution, because I don't know why you would. Uh, you may as well keep that, keep that all safe. Uh, right, I think that's going to do it for us then, mate. That's the end of the questions. Thank you all, everyone who submitted those. Um, yeah. That, that's going to take us home so um, hope you all enjoyed this week's wrestling thank you very much for listening and stay safe enjoy your wrestling and we will see you all very soon goodbye why did PWG make necklaces for the Scottish fans because they kept hearing how Scotland wants independence oh god that was awful <laughs> um, oh, also Danhausen Danhausen is going to win the Owen Hearts Cup absolutely put, put a pin in it Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 